for another episode of Black Dragon Lake Sun. I'm J-O-Tway. And I am Jack-O-Way. <laughs> this is our uh, spooky Halloween edition. <laughs> well, perhaps the beginning of a Halloween season. Uh, this is, if you're uh, just tuning in for the first time, welcome. Uh, this is a Dungeon Dragons podcast, Father, Son, uh, and we talk about sometimes, you know, how things have changed in D&D. But one thing that's been around for ages is the good old Halloween D and D party. The Halloween D and D party. The Halloween. I'm I'm once again running Curse of Strahd. We're finishing up uh, Curse of Strahd, where we're gonna kill the vampire uh, on Halloween. Um, but Tradition. but maybe maybe that's not your thing, or maybe you've already killed the vampire on Halloween. Mm. What are we gonna kill next? What are we gonna do? And we were thinking, you know, what what makes for a spooky halloween one shot maybe uh more so than a, a good old ghost story that's right and uh and something we haven't done for a while is just sort of you know maybe doing a, a bit of a random roll up a ghost story thing because maybe some of you don't know but there's this really great book van richten's guide to ravenloft Ooh. and there's all sorts of uh tables and things in there that will help you very quickly generate a uh, a ghost story of your own that you can run at a table it is so easy Put a one shot together for your friends extremely easy and before we get into rolling our own weaving our own ghost tale let's talk a little bit about the history of ghosts in yeah D&D. what's up with ghosts right mm. um ghosts ghosts seem to me and it, this is definitely the case in the lore and you sort of look at it these aren't just your usual undead right this isn't a zombie or a ghast or a, a white or you know, one of those sorts of things that have come back. This is something with a story. And uh, here at Like Dragon Like Sun, we we love a good story. Uh, so, yeah, you wouldn't... I sort of sometimes feel it's funny if you just bump into a ghost in a dungeon or something that didn't have anything. Else. Oh, it's just a ghost. Just go to fight it. You'd be like, what? Why? What's, what's up with this thing? Mm. Ghosts, um, ghosts usually have... A reason that they have that they're they're sticking around they have mm. some unfinished business of some sort and part of i think a ghost story or the adventure around a ghost of course first is being scared of the ghost running from the ghost doing things like to get away from the ghost we'll talk about why you want to make your players want to get away from the ghost later but you know then learning to somehow talk communicate with the ghost find out what the ghost wants and then you know realizing that maybe the solution to your your problem isn't just straight up killing the ghost if you do that it's just going to come back because it's mm. it's not really dead anyways yeah um and then yeah you you've got to figure out how to how to put the ghost to rest is sort of the bigger part of the story now there's certain threats that ghosts do impose that um have changed over the years they used to be the sort of thing that you definitely did not want to have touch you when I first started playing, if a ghost touched your character, your character lost a whole level. And that was back in the hard grind XP acquisition of levels sort of days. So, yeah, losing a level was terrible. That sucked. Mm. I mean, losing a, I can't even imagine how that would work in D&D. I mean, there's XP systems, right? But imagine certain party members at different levels. I mean, I know some RPGs do that, but that idea seems so foreign to Dungeons & Dragons. Um, and so, of course, that kind of had to change, right? 
and we've sort of got something new to replace it now. Um, and we actually see this with a number of different undead creatures. They have life drain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and life drain's not a bad compromise. The life drain wasn't the first thing that we went to. I just had a quick look in the monster manual for 3.5 and edition. And in it, the ghost is draining strength, dexterity, and constitution from your character. Right. 1d4 of each. And that's not crazy unheard of today. I mean, shadows still do, do a strength a drain. Thing, yeah. um, some of that stuff's still in 5e. Um, but life, life dream's pretty simple. It just it pulls down uh, your hit points, but can also reduce your hit point maximum, which means that if you get healed or things, you can't go back up as high. And, and for a lot of like, people, that sort of feels like losing a level, right? Mm. If you rolled a hit dice at your last level and you gained five hit points and it's just reduced your hit point max by five points, well, that feels a lot like losing a level. Although you haven't lost any of your abilities or things that go with that. Mm-hmm. So that, that was three, four, three point five. So yeah, three point five had the reduction in strength and, and things, mm. and it was interesting that three point five still put the ghost in the back of the monster manual along with vampires, and was sort of saying, "Hey, look, these are creatures that need to have a story. You need to make something more of ghosts." So that's been part of D and D culture now for a long time. That uh, you know, we're, we we want to treat these things slightly differently, and hence why a one shot's a great, fun, interesting. Uh, way to do do that um i adapted for my players in my curse of stride campaign uh an old 2e uh ravenloft adventure called um oh shoot eye of sorry i don't have it in front of me now eye of whatever the, the, the evil eye evil eye the evil eye uh and in it there's a vistani craftsman raul who's traveling with his Vardo making uh, armor and he's been widowed. Uh, his wife has died and left him in charge of looking after their uh, infant child, mm-hmm. uh, which he's got a cute little like tripod stand that he's forged for the, the, the bassinet and, and this you know, really sort of lovely story. Mm-hmm. And he plays the violin and, you know, to soothe the baby, but the violin not only soothes the baby, but also, attracts the ghost of the baby's mother of his of his right. former wife mm-hmm. um Layla and so he he asked for the party's help uh if they can help you know get rid of Layla um you know he'll give them some armor and the trick is that Layla Layla won't go away until she gets the baby but anytime she gets near the baby the baby starts to basically to die so we we you know we put a little timer on on that like how many rounds before the baby's dead and so the party's going out of its way to like you know stop Layla in any way they can putting themselves between uh the ghost and the baby and and yeah taking a, a fair bit of their own life drain and things because of this but you know they're heroes they can handle it um but Layla won't really go away won't really leave them alone until they reconnect her with some sort of baby that you you know some sort of children that will fulfill her maternal instinct fortunately uh for those of you who know the curse of stride campaign there's a couple of ghosts uh children in the very first uh, adventure that a lot of people play which is the death house uh rose and thorn mm. um 
our, our ghost children. And if you can just find any sort of way to, to get uh, Raul and his Vardo uh, to the death house and introduce Layla to the ghost children, she's happy and she leaves them alone. That's a nice little thread. You know, and it's, mm. you know, that's that, you know, it's actually kind of a heartwarming. It's almost a Christmas story um, <laughs> more than maybe a haunted ghost story. But the idea that you want to put your ghost someplace um, in some sort of situation where the party, the party does not want the ghost to touch them or does not want to get close to them. The ghosts mm. sort of the haunting of the ghost becomes your thing. Now, they they've got some things like horrifying visage uh, which you can play around with or even a possession type thing where maybe they can take control of a party member briefly um you, you could have cold touches you could do all sorts of different things with them yeah. if you want to sort of amp them up a little bit but i really i mean i remember the day when you know the first time we saw a player uh you know his character lose a level that was like the scariest thing i'd ever seen after that if ghosts ever showed up you ran you just mm -hmm. ran they really truly scared us as players mm. and i think that's a fun thing if you can sort of figure out with your table with your players where their sort of where their weak spot is mm. the thing that that does scare the players what what is it that they don't want to lose um and then make it that the ghost that's the thing that if the ghost gets them that's going to happen um I think it needs to be, you know what I mean? And maybe with one shots is it's maybe you're not as scared to die or whatever. Cause you know, you don't have vested interest in a character, but maybe throw this in as a little side quest in a current campaign you're running or, or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, have, find a way that if the ghost touches you something really, really scary, bad. Yeah. Is gonna cause, happen. cause as it stands now, the horrifying visage one, it can frighten you. Um, but two, and it's not to do with the touch. If you see it and you fail and, and it targets you with that and it, it, you fail the saving throw by more than five, five or more. Um, you also age 1d4 times 10 years, which could be just 10, which is still 10 years is a long sure. time to age. But what does that mean in, in the scale of D&D, &D, right? If I'm playing an elf, which has a lifetime of hundreds of years. Or a furbolg or a gnome. Or whatever, or right? Like, what does 20 years mean to that character, you know? And understanding those kind of role play implications are, are a lot harder maybe um, i guess but i mean because it's fantasy role play that has no mechanics whatsoever for age mm -hmm. that so what so suddenly my character's got you know a few more gray hairs like mm. you know his hairline's receded a bit like i i don't know like what are we you're going to suggest that the implication of 10 years is on our character I, one thing that more, might be a few more extreme. wrinkles on the face like but we've got Ooh. something for, for werewolves like this, the idea of a curse, right? Yeah. That needs to be cured quickly or things can go extremely bad. Um, there's a new spell that I think got introduced with Explorers Got to Wildmount, or maybe it wasn't, maybe, yeah, no, it was, called Time Ravage. Yeah. And that spell, what it does, uh, is it essentially, I believe, yeah, ninth level spell. This is a, a the highest degree, and maybe you won't take this to this extreme, get rid of the necrotic damage, for example. But um, the way it works is that a target you can see within range um, puts its physical form um, through the devastation of rapid aging, right? Um, which essentially puts them 30 days before their death right? of old age, right? It instantly takes them to 30 days before their, they die of old age. While in this age state, they have disadvantage on all attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws, and its speed is halved. You might not be that extreme. 
Um, yeah, that's, that's And crazy. the only way to cure it is wish or greater restoration at ninth level. Sure. And it restores them to their previous age as well. Well, maybe you, in your ghost story, you could have it set that, you know, if you can help the ghost settle its unfinished business, that it'll then reverse the effects of the aging on you. Well, yeah, well, I mean, having it to pass and then, oh, it takes that, you know, that kind of life drain. It really isn't just 40 years. It's no matter where you are, you're put yeah. 30 days before the end. You've got yeah. a month to either find the cure from some high priest or some high whatever, and that's a whole, again, like the necromancy curse or the, the werewolf curse, right? Um, or help out the ghost, you know? Yeah. And, re- or, and maybe you can't even directly ask what it wants because it's maybe not all there, right? Well, some ghosts, some ghosts will together. talk to you, some won't. Some and can, I love the story, some... like, that you go to the town and there's this ghost that no one, everyone's avoiding, you know, and talks about and everyone's trying to, like, get away and there's this terrible haunting story of them and it's tragic, right? And then you see the ghost and you realize, oh, I mean, this is terrible and it's hurting these people and its presence here is, a, 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 you know, it's deathly, it's haunting, it's all these things. But there's also a way that this can be resolved that the townspeople don't really understand, right? Um, and that is whatever the solution might be, you know, whether reuniting them with another set of children that doesn't kill their own or, you know, in a way yeah. that kind of amicably, amicably sort of resolves the tension or they just sort of move on right and that and sometimes i mean it could be unsatisfying in a narrative perspective but there's something very poignant and very steeply tragic about leaving a story like that unresolved sure um Um, you know the i think there's a i mean yeah there's the there's the what do we you know do we do we run do we leave the like haunt especially like a haunted house do we want to just run from the haunted house at the end if that doesn't work out for us so well maybe that's what happens um and the spirit cackles away you know behind you as you run but um i don't know i think there's also this idea that spirits aren't are they're often considered evil but they're they don't need to be and that maybe what you're dealing with Again, it's it's not so much that it's coming to get you, but it's sort of a byproduct of it somehow. Mm. It's uncontrolled. Um, yeah, I mean all these things. Um, and there's be- plenty of different ghost stories. I know there's a sort of a ghost dragon in. Um, yeah, Venerate. It's Ar- not maybe Argan, Argan explicitly ghosts. stated, but there's something like that, right? Yeah, you can you can do ghost and ghost dragons been something that's been around for a while. But you can do ghost anything. Really. But the thing is, I mentioned yeah, ghost crazy. dragons because. Recently, Fizzbands has provided us with a whole ghost dragon stat block. Oh, wow. Um, which is a whole lot of fun if you're wanting to spice it up. And maybe you just need to be dragon with this huge, bigger threat of a ghost um, that you can slightly tweak as well if you wanted a CR-17 ghost-like enemy, um, which has got great flying and whatever. Low AC, AC-10, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, but, of course, all sorts of damage resistances and immunities and condition immunities, too. This thing is not exactly the easiest to take on. Um, Blindsight, things like that. Incorporeal movement. Um, It's got the unusual nature where it doesn't need to, you know, air or food or drink or sleep, of course. Um, And its bite does cold, surprisingly, and halves creature speed. It's got a terrifying breath that can do cold damage, not psychic damage. Interesting. A lot of things that do fear typically do psychic. Is there? I mean, it'd be fun. It'd be fun in some ways in. To, to take Argonvost from the Curse of Strahd thing and somehow the players manage to, you know, mm. revive the ghost or somehow get the ghost so that it's, you know, 
it'll fight with them or take them to the castle or do something that could be fun um mm. but yeah often you know i think that you're looking for ways to find some sort of personal ties to give ghost stories weight mm. um so you need to kind of know the heroes uh in some ways who they are and find some ways um to tie the the the, the heroes into the ghost story into the bit, yeah right? um, if you can i mean some are again are kind well, of if you can well for example like what if together, right? what if you you discover as you're you know in this haunted house or whatever that the the phantasmal villain is your great great grandfather hmm or something you know like or one that. of the characters you know that's really one of their distant relatives or, or the something. person who killed your brother you know now his spirit haunts this matter why is that yeah. right or you know maybe there's a moment of like oh what are you doing and the spirits are drawn to this place and there's things like that sure. and, there's mysteries and, and there, you go right? around and, and like smallest little clues are like uh left around the place mm-hmm. um so yeah look for little lockets that with a portrait that might explain what's going on um mm. You know, it, it could be tied to a love story. It could be connected to sort of different things like that. Yeah. A couple of great ways to start thinking about how to build ghost stories, I think, is through what Van Richten offers us. Because it offers yeah. us a lot when it comes to ghosts. And I think the first thing is, is the Bard subclass that many people, I think, forgot about, the College of Spirits. Yeah, they pe- have this people have been sleeping on that one for a long time. That lets you, I mean, it's a little random, and I know some people are not a huge fan of random table built subclasses but it's got this whole idea of tales from beyond using spiritual focuses you can use bardic inspiration to you know tell the stories and of instead these of using them randomly you can have those printed out on cue cards at the table yeah. and in various situations you think which one of these would be really useful right now and you, or can you shuffle write... the deck and pull one out yeah i mean that's that's to me a lot more fun than i mean i mean rolling dice of course is a lot of fun but well but at the table sometimes like you know waiting for feel, that to resolve yeah where if you can sort of sit there with some cue cards in front of you and think oh well i sort of think it even organize which one makes sense right now for me to right? summon the spirit that hmm. gives us some that tells us a story that's meaningful sure because you as a player being able to tell stories with your bard is kind of part of it and then the dm helps fill in the gaps that you know you as a player mm. don't know yeah i mean they great get great things with the ability to you know do rituals channel spirits that lets you you know learn other spells or you know i mean there's such you know a lot of fun things i feel bards of classes get robbed by only having a third six and 14th double feature i mean i think it's not enough I want somewhere in between. Where's, where's the 10th level feature? You know, where's the 9th level something, right? I feel like that is really what's missing from the Bard class, if, if you would ask me. Um, but maybe that's just me complaining. But other ways we see it sort of pop up even in this. You won't find this if you search up in the backgrounds list anywhere else. But in the little section of general background features is something called Spirit Medium. Um, and it's something you can substitute in with other features you'd pick up yeah. from other backgrounds and it's, right? but it's, 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 it's unusual that these things don't it, it kind of bugs me that they don't show up in D&D Beyond because they're not fully fledged out things though they don't have all the ideals or personality but traits you, but, but or equipment is, that all the other but ones you can choose do, right? custom build and then uh-huh. put whatever you want and, and then why just, shouldn't you put this and then one just be able to exactly. grab that line right. now of course you can add your own in you can very quickly copy mm. and paste this into a custom background that you build that you can see every time but 
yeah it's uh it is a good one i like mm. it and what spirit medium gives you is this whole idea is that you're aligned with spirits and can serve as a conduit for them um giving you advantage on certain ability checks like arcana and religion to remember or research information about spirits in the afterlife and it also gives you a special custom-made um, communing device for otherworldly forces, um, like things like spirit boards or in, I know, Ravenloft, there's Taroka deck is this item and, you know, dowsing rods or a cup of tea for leaves or anything really that you you might imagine. And it lets you add your proficiency bonus to ability checks made to use this tool. I know, it's great. Cute, right? Like divining, like, you know, which is great also if you can add a spell in gives you proficiency um, with spirit boards which you is know, very a little wheel cute. and woe or a little yeah, of it. some sort thing i don't know if there is ability checks in that but but still. you know you could you can have the similar DM could effects call, like roll oh yes roll a religion or a whatever or a charisma persuasion yeah. or a whatever to try and call the spirit forth oh great i can have my proficiency bonus to this sure. because i'm well that's it maybe know. there's other spirits in the house that will help you figure out what the story is all about and what needs to be done which... i love the idea because most clear characters backstories they'll have someone that's died in their whole life or something that they love a pet or whatever right now's your opportunity to make them feel like oh, this is personal now by calling upon their spirits i mean the player is not the only ones who can evoke the memories of the past and some areas are stronger than others and in these places where the spirits are strong other spirits can get pulled and drawn from it as well if their business is unfinished or perhaps the spirit is wreaking havoc by not letting those who pass truly move on right and so now all these um could be an opening adventure as well where all these people who are you know have loved ones and great parents grandparents or you know close ones or intimate i don't know whatever it might be um are now being brought back and not allowed to pass to the other side and so there's this conflict of the players being able to see and speak with their you know loved ones or whatever one last time but also recognizing that this is not the correct fate for them and they need to be put to rest and i don't know there's that option there um, which I think is cute. Yeah, there is a lot of ghost stuff uh, and a lot of really great stuff in Van Richten's. I was thinking maybe we'd even use the tables here. Mm, there's a whole up. section called Ghost Stories as well. Yeah, yeah. which I'm sort of sitting in right now. Mm. Um, and let's um, we're gonna, we're gonna on the not roll on the first table. We're just gonna choose ghost off the first table. Um, and you know, ghosts are only challenge rating four, but mm. like I said, it doesn't take much if you're gonna up what it can do damage wise to be a much greater challenge rating if yeah. you wanted to i mean there's some um, more more substantial ghost like creatures um from smaller things like animated armor are kind of ghostly if you think yeah. about it the way yeah. that ghosts could perhaps be inhabiting them um things uh, specters are lower forms obviously and poltergeists are collections of those things banshees are a classic example of a slightly weaker oh no i think actually one of a similar um to ghosts but a little bit different lore wise i think banshees are a lot of fun too revenants could be possessed creatures although they're a little bit more zombie like in a sense um and then there's one which i think people don't recognize at all the gallows speaker it's um, from, from ben Ra from it's Ravenloft. The, yeah and that is a much more powerful form of the ghost yeah um, they also suggest on here their highest level one the dullahan which also others may not recognize but that's basically the headless horseman mm. maybe that's not as ghosty some people might want i think the gallows speaker could well suit the, that i think the headless though. horseman for halloween is always a oh a it's fun. a great halloween one no doubt but um yeah it gives you this whole thing gives you tables for some you know monsters if you need them if some ghost story villains some torments um settings as well uh, adventure sites where players could head to in specific story plots as well so let's let's go let's roll up some of this stuff and we'll come up with all one. right should we start with the villain 
Uh, yeah, so story villain. Do you got right. a D10 there? I have a D10 right here. All right, roll that for us. I got a nine. Oh, I, so their villain is a ghost hunter who inflicts hauntings on unwitting clients and then charges to remove the undead. So those they kill or those that maybe they, they cause the hauntings themselves and then advertise themselves as the ghost hunter that can rid them of their problems. So they're yeah. not only killing the undead, slaying the undead, but are kind of the reason behind it. Um, so that there's their twisted villain motivation that's exploiting both ends of, of this life and death cycle. Yeah, and so how has our party gotten involved with this guy? Mm. Um, so again, like imagining, I'm imagining like the... So the, maybe the party's staying at, you know, they're at a, a, you know, a spooky house of some sort. You could use the House of Lament map from... Mm, yes, from Van Richten's, Richten's as well. If you want, or, you know, any sort of place. Um, and, yeah, and then suddenly, you know, there's a ghost that shows up of some sort. Scares the hell out of the party and thing. And that following morning then, there's a knock at the door. And there's a ghost hunter who says he can remove the ghost for you. Yeah. Um, so they spend the next night together, and you learn a little bit about his whole deal. And he's from the town. He's all, all he's known as the ghost hunter. Maybe he even comes recommended. And he, the, in this big display, there's this chase, and he shows you all the methods of hunting down and tracking a ghost. And then, and he somehow he knows exactly where it's meant to be and everything about it already. Um, perhaps a bit of foreshadowing uh, before he masterfully slays it and the party is ridded and you do this whole flickering lights in a big battle and a big and you make it seem like even for him it's a, a task and only with the party's help can he do it and it goes but of usually course, the now there's the fee right we, but, but then the twist on that is that somehow it didn't work mm, right or but he, and he's like well what do you mean i've got the ghost right it's and but then maybe there's something else that's been awoken or something bigger or Maybe it goes awry. Maybe the ghost that he's been dragging around to all of these places it's suddenly turns on him. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a deal, right? Maybe some kind of deal that he's you know, lost. Maybe twin hunters or some kind of relationship there. And, and they knew they could, you know, there's some kind of symbiotic. And then there's this falling out between them of this ghost who's sick of being chased and hunted over and over and over and over and over. Um until it kind of snaps and breaks and now there's a real haunting on sure. their hands um or yeah or it doesn't work and for some reason you've got the party doesn't yet know the ghost hunter's a fraud mm -hmm. and maybe a big part of putting the ghost to rest is confronting you know the fraudulent situation mm. that's going on getting the ghost hunter to admit to what they've do they've done and to somehow do whatever it takes to free well, it, it, the ghost hunter has always had the power to free the ghost. And yeah, just never has. It just w had, won't because it's worth so much money. And at one point, maybe there was some kind of deal between them that was working out. Um, but now, after all this time, is is turned into this terrible, predatory sort of relationship of of them always hunting them down and profiting. And this could what be does quite, the spirit This could actually be quite an too? interesting low-level. Mm, I could see this. You know, like level two or three sort of introductory mm. sort of adventure for for players because it's yeah there's a little bit of intrigue you know you could still be chasing you could still go around a house and explore things and mm. have the ghost jumping out in various spots and have you know some fun for an hour or two chasing things around 
mm-hmm. and being like chased that. like Scooby Doo style around a, a place. Um, you gotta be careful. Like you know, hit point levels aren't so great. So mm-hmm. yeah, lots more reason to run actually as yeah. well. Um, or maybe he also got something of doing the whole greater because he knows you know certain members of the party and those that he helps will start to get rapidly aged, right? Will get rapidly aged and. Then he can sell the cure to them too, and um, maybe there's a whole other priest friend he's got on the on the the grift as well. And so there's this whole exploitation of this ghost hunting act, and he doesn't even know how to go- hunt ghosts. You know, to be honest, maybe he does the whole train does the whole exorcist deal. You know, and that way he can also kind of be this priestly figure that could offer exorcisms or whatever. Right, that. Um, but I like that idea of flipping the you know, whatever character they invite to exorcise the undead. It's actually the real villain in the story. Um, speaking of possessions, it seems our little familiars possessed with uh, 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 energy in tonight. Um, but there is a, a ghost story torment, and maybe this isn't appropriate, but I think there's some fun ones in here. So maybe if we roll D D8, see if there's one that we like. Six. All, oh, spirits, all obey. spirits obey a dark lord who can't touch anyone without stealing their soul. Hmm. Well, if we think about the Dark Lord as the... Yeah, so this is sort of saying, okay, so this is whether they're living monsters or ghosts, Dark Lords, in a ghost story setting, are the architects of their own tragedy. Mm. So in some ways, what we're suggesting with this role would be to sort of say, okay, if we were building a more of a domain of dread. So again, maybe with our story of our ghost hunter in that one, maybe there is a Dark Lord in the house of some sort maybe the house itself is a domain of dread that has been that has been dormant Ooh, imagine like a hotel of some guy and that and that this guy in his dumb little ghost thing has just brought just enough phantasmal energy into the place mm. with his stupid little ghost trick to trigger something bigger something you know the return yeah. of this of the innkeeper who always has to wear gloves mm. when dealing with everything because anything it, t- it touches he steal anyone thing any living creature he touches it steals he mm. steals its soul could That's be a she as well mm. i like that and then there's this uh, an innkeeper to me makes it seem like there's this place that the party's gone into you know that whole hotel mm. in california you can check in but you can never leave yeah. there's something about the idea that oh you can check out you or you can, can check out but you can never leave right um and that once they've checked into this inn after a long arduous track through the yeah. the rain and the fog and the crash really of their good, cart and, the, and now they're in and this it's hotel. A, it's sort of a classic sort of and like, you can then have a lot of NPCs as well who yeah. are joined in on this mystery. Dark, right? dark and stormy night the road is washed out mm. you need a room um, so there's the spooky there's this there's it happens to be this spooky place mm. and I like the idea I mean it could be a ghost hunter right or you could look at it from the spirit medium style and they're much, very much so like a clerical figure and that way you can tie in that idea of the greater restoration needed to cure one of their rapidly aging. Um, and you can see many of the guests at this hotel are rapidly are old, old and decrepit. And maybe this ghost hunter is really a, an app, like a nun style nurse who's also taking care of them. Or I don't know. You can get really fun and creepy with I that love, style. I still like the idea of the ghost hunter being a charlatan. I mean, the whole party could be mm-hmm. riding in a carriage with this person. Who's got this really special kit for hunting ghosts or whatever? Ooh, I could see that. Yeah. And the like, oh, don't worry. If it's haunted, I'll sort it out. Mm. And of course, sure enough, right away the place is haunted, and yeah. it doesn't take the party long to figure out. Oh, 
this guy in his stupid thing. He's not really haunted. And but yeah, now he's triggered something. Mm. The turn of the end master, and it, it takes the it takes a little turn after that first act. It may be that it even ends with the the whole guy who is doing this whole thing being touched and having his soul consumed. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Right in front of everyone, and now you're on your own. <laughs> so I mean, I like to sort of think of like you know one shots in the term of like terms of like so that little four room dungeon sort of approach to it sort of thing. So yeah, like you don't have time to go into a huge story. So you got to have the sort of first first thing that happens. You know, let them sort of sort that puzzle out, and then that that doorway opens up into sort of the next sort of mm. event and sort of just have these quick sort of chain of things that very quickly yeah. get you to to recognizing that you're in a something something more scary and you're that you're in a ghost story mm. i think i mean it gives you a list of settings but we've already kind of got this really neat yeah, yeah. sort of hotel in i think just n naming a couple of the ones that are cute i like number four where the victims of violence can't cross into the afterlife until their murders are solved and so there's this whole like investigating paranormal investigation you know thing going on very noir style and that you're doing it not only for getting justice for the families but also for the victims who are unable to pass yeah, into the afterlife and, look, and what you could do is you could them. you could have you could have three ghosts floating around the place sure and then you could have three sets of you could do a bit like clue like the board game cluedo mm. right so you've got sort of there's three murder weapons and three sort of like letters or motivations or something else that tells a story of like somebody who would have killed them but they're kind of like scattered around so the players find them fairly quickly as they look around and then they've just got to try and do a little deduction of which one matches which ghost mm. and when they finally like figure out that it's more of a puzzle puzzle night almost like for your players to figure out which ghost belongs to which thing and then put them out of the misery yeah that's a bit of a that's actually a sort of a little matching and you'll know, figure out which ghost is it really talking about and maybe it's not very ambiguous very clear at first and then you um slowly disambiguate that and give the right ending to all the different ghosts and if you try and go like well, well what about your love and goes i have no love what are you doing you know and you get get it wrong and i could see that being a fun Wait, like a mystery maybe, that isn't just one thing. There's like having to juggle all those different pieces, and suddenly you don't know which one fits in which hole. That's and maybe quite there's a clever and idea, maybe there's actually. one more clue outside of all of it that doesn't seem to fit with any of the three of them, mm. and that ties back to your main innkeeper. Mm. And when you get that piece together, uh, you you know confront them with that, then that starts to that leads to your final sort of act final thing you have to do yeah i like something that. something locked in the attic probably mm. well it says some ghost, ghost story adventure sites next to it here yeah I was and so maybe maybe just outside the hotel and maybe next door maybe there's something in the hotel like it does actually one of the things a swanky inn in where for years yeah. nobles killed their staff uh, to prevent word of their affairs getting out there's one story right there Ooh. i mean maybe this innkeeper is right for killing all these <laughs> taking all these people's souls i mean all these victims suck yeah, yeah. Um, all these terrible nobles and people who are just, you know, um, really plagues in the town, and then they're left to haunt and rot in this terrible inn. And the, you know, the tavern keeper was driven too far, and the innkeeper. Um, there's one things like a theater, which I think could be a fun. Maybe this is a, a very extensive hotel or or inn style thing that's a little bit larger than your average run of the mill tavern. Um, 
like maybe there's a barn out back where people you know post up their horses sure. and now there's a nightmare in there as well um it's disturbing all the horses um that are there. or maybe all the horses are, are just illusions and they're all really dead long dead um yeah i feel like i, I really want to after talking about this i really want a, a good spooky hotel map yeah um i sort of i did um i once did a conversion of uh betrayal in the house on the hill mm. into a 5e style adventure mm. uh and it it would have served pretty good like i what yeah, i liked yeah. about that was that the rooms were always moving around um by players like it wasn't a set map but you had pieces of a map that you put together and then but everything in the the house was constantly moving and that also threw the players off all the time because they it was harder for them to get from point A to point B very quickly because mm. uh, doors that, that used to lead to some place, they'd reopen them and they'd be like, oh, this is, where am I now? I like that. There's also some fun ghost story plots here as well. If you're thinking, oh, well, what could a fun sort of storyline sure. be? And maybe even these three different sort of plot threads that are going through. I mean, we thought of one with nobles perhaps that were, you know, trying to keep their affairs private and thus killed some of the staff and interesting potentially something there. Um Maybe there's a hero, a hero, one, hero convinced that they're going to return as a spirit. Um, and so they're maybe acting recklessly or whatever or have already died. Or maybe they're convinced they're not a spirit. Maybe they're like, no, I'm still alive. I'm, what do you mean? I'm still kicking there, of course, this haunting spirit presence. Or maybe um, convince <laughs> a stubborn miser to visit his haunted family home and or come to reckon with the fact that either he's thing or maybe there's another i don't know solve the murder of a phantom who can only say the words blood onions wine that's funny Uh, so some good stuff there if you're looking to come up with your own with either small plot threads or larger areas where things could be happening i mean we've sort of seen here how you start to have one puzzle and you can start to build that out and so maybe you don't need to roll these at the table yeah, well, you know it's interesting it, it's angle, got me right? really recognizing as we've been talking about this how much a ghost story is a combination of a couple of different things that we like to do in D D. Mm. playing um putting a puzzle into your game is an age-old sort of you know tactic sometimes not everybody loves puzzles but sometimes puzzles rely mm. too much on players rather than character skills and we t- like when people think puzzles people think oh well does that have to be some kind of like matching pattern sequence or you know, like much like perhaps a mathematical word problem let's think of it beyond just the little flicking the light switches sure let's think about it as this deeply narratively entrenched plot thread um that and and ways that you can mm. use your abilities to get clues right exactly right and that the the you know puzzle isn't opening the key to this door the puzzle is bringing these three spirits to rest right um and that the solution to that isn't just thinking you know creatively out of the box on how to you know what what, like that sort of direct opening of doors locks whatever it might be that but there's this deeply entrenched aspect of learning about these histories and putting the pieces together classic sort of murder mystery sort of almost in reverse right because yeah. you know they're kind of dead and maybe what happened but now you have to kind of you know who did what and what does this mean and then oh there's this twist and there's this i think there's a clever sort of aspect to that side as well um and how maybe the daytime is very much so investigations and talking with things and at nighttime the spirits come out and the hauntings and the yeah whatever, or even right? if you've just got one night to solve it and then you're running oh, yeah, from room to room you're trying to find these things there's crawl, right? you, you don't need that many rooms 
to, to do it. In fact, try mm-hmm. to keep it as few as possible. I mean, there's the whole five room dungeon philosophy. Yeah. Right? And, and really just try to, I mean, even that doesn't even require real rooms, right? Like one of the rooms of the dungeon could be, yeah, you visit all the guest rooms on this yeah. thing and you're going to find in each one of them, there's a, a set of clues maybe. And with that as well, there's like you know, some, there's a, an ability uh, challenge of some sort. It's a battle perhaps. Um, maybe there's a chase sequence mm. that you have to run through a couple of things that, yeah, let, let the story play out in a couple of different ways. Mm. Let players roll some dice, let the dice determine the story outcome a little bit uh, in terms of maybe which, what players find, which clues they find how soon or whether they take some damage uh whether it's something that you know or affects their character um and yeah maybe by the end of the night the players are looking pretty rough but they've got just enough clues to and maybe some of them together. are now rapidly on the on aging and sure. suddenly there's this whole that side of, I, I love that side of the, the yeah idea or maybe that a, even even ghost. forget 30 days if we're playing like one shot sort of type thing that come dawn they're dead Oof, that's i mean if yeah i mean one the, shots that's the, the time scale right the, the pressure's on baby we've got to get this thing figured out and you see the players night. like oh you you sent i mean in stress you you put your hands on your head and you you notice now bundles of your hair yeah. clenched in your hands and and the the two outcomes of this the players either either succeed mm. on finding all the clues and figuring out who belongs to which one and who died where and you know, righting all the wrongs, or they too become ghosts in the hotel. Yeah. Oof, that's a crazy ending. Zooming out and, you know, seeing them as all ghosts that proliferate the hallways. And then you go, suddenly, a crash, a caravan. Yeah. A new set of adventures stumble into the hotel. And then that sort of cyclical nature of this weird in hotel consuming people's souls. And yeah, I like that. Well, good. I think that's a very fun place to end this episode off on, unless there's any other words. I think that's a, a great episode on the history of ghosts and Dungeons and & Dragons, where they're at now, what you can do to maybe adapt them or improve them or make them a little bit more frightening. Again, that run away as fast as you can and that, feeling and that, that they that, give. Yeah, that, you know, ghost stories, are, ghost stories are good any time of year as well, mm. honestly. Um how universal ghost stories are and how versatile they are i mean i think of all of the myths i mean werewolves are very i mean there's the idea of this body transformation everywhere right but they're very somehow centric to perhaps or even vampires very european idea but the ghost stories exist everywhere in the world in all cultures in all times there are ideas of spirits of the dead that come well that's we didn't even think about it that way but yeah now that you mentioned that like we um yeah, we live in a place where in August, you know, there's an actual festival called the Hungry Ghost Festival. And we'd even run a one-shot. Um, and it doesn't even yeah. need to be a ghost style. Like we had the Sorrow Sworn, the Hungry Stat yeah. for that one. Which was because the of idea of here is people are often burning votive offerings that send uh-huh. things like food and money and, and you know, valuables uh, to the spirit world. And, yeah, so we played a, a thing. You had a samurai for a one-shot and... Basically, we had oh, it set yeah. up so you had to, to turn all the little red lanterns in town on mm. in order to get rid of the 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 hunger, the hunger, uh, mm. the the Sorosworn. And then I had some other um, creatures, some what, some uh, measles, measles, yeah, yeah. Uh, who are also sort of shadow valley type things that can bamf around. And they were they were trying to 
put out the lanterns. Mm. So it was basically a race between like you trying to kill measles and light things yeah. up and staying far enough away that the source worn didn't the hungry didn't uh, didn't kill you. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a, a tense one too. But, but again, but that that's another way to do a ghost story if you're like, oh, I'm not. I, if, listen, if you're still with us and you're like suddenly thinking, I don't like story. Okay, we should have maybe opened with this. Hey, you could just do this as a one shot battle too. Yeah, forget the story. Uh, so yeah, get the pretense out of the way and then go for it. Although, I mean, again, makes me think ghosts, spirits. Thinking about spirited away, things like that that are much more somehow whimsical and sure. a little fey. I mean, they can, they're still all about these spirits that, you know, whether they be spirits that have passed on or spirits that are whatever, yeah. right, that exist. Uh, of course, that takes the idea more of animism style approach to spirits. Yeah. That they exist within all things and that they're more than just, you know, afterlife ideas, which is more the haunted, you know, perhaps ghostly imagination of it but why not make it a little i mean that's also a, an inn or, or a hotel or it sure a, is. a bathing onsen spa for the dead or, or for spirits right whatever it might be um and so you can maybe take an approach like that whether yeah. it be gothic or more a little bit more whimsical or fun if you're a table that doesn't you know vibe as well with super creepy spooky horror elements or can't really get down or maybe you're just not mastering that dm style or too nervous to approach it that way i yeah. don't know i think what we're trying to say here is that there's plenty of ways to do the idea of a, sp uh, a ghost in the spirit justice more than just dumping one in your dungeon because then that comes back to the age-old question what is this thing doing here what is this thing's story yeah how how come it's haunting here what of the all heck? places what when and it's it's not hard to make a ghost story and i think that is really how you crush yeah. the ghost. Well, and I think it's how you crush D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I said, we, we've set up one-shots and had a good fun time with that but um, that are just all fights, but I think the best nights, the best games are, uh, are ones when there's just a little bit more story being played out. Yeah. All right, thanks for joining us in another episode of Like Dragon Like Sun. And uh, happy Halloween. Ooh. Ooh.